Hello, this is Keith James, writer and host of Gus Bibliowitz, Basketball Legend. If you like this show, you will love my new book, Greg Maxwell's Inferno, coming out August 10th, 2021, through Humorous Books in paperback, ebook, and audiobook. Follow me or Humorous Books on Instagram or Twitter to get more updates on the book. I'll also be putting up Chapter 1 on this feed, so keep your eyes peeled, my little bad boys. And as always, like, subscribe, follow, and tell your friends. Hello and welcome to Gus Biblowitz Basketball Legend, the audio series. I am your host, author, narrator, Keith James. Uh, this is the second episode, so episode one. Uh, Gus got the news that he he has gout. He was still reeling from his horrific stabbing injury at the All-Star Game in Charlotte. Uh, if you like this audio series, you want it to keep going, please write a review, please give us five stars, like, upvote, whatever you do on whatever platform that you use to listen to podcasts, please do that thing. And so, without further ado, here is episode two of Gus Biblowitz, Basketball Legend. Right above the UltraZone laser tag in Point Loma is a big billboard of me. Underneath my face in bold letters it says, The Sonics are finally home. The picture of me is very airbrushed in Photoshop. I sat with the graphic designer for four hours to fix all this shit. Cut the love handles. Make me tan. Remove the tattoo on my left forearm. Give me a full sleeve tattoo on my right arm. Get rid of my receding hairline. Give me a cool black guy haircut. Give me a black eye. Give me sunglasses. Make my fingers longer. The Sonics green and yellow look good on me. Unless I go to China or Israel or some other shit, those will be the last colors I wear. As I've said before, the league wanted me gone. They still want me gone. This includes all 30 teams. Played for all of them. Burned every bridge, and before free agency this year, all I had was a pile of ash from all my bridge-burning behavior. So what do you do when no other team wants you? Well, you gotta convince some Chinese guys to make an expansion team. Not easy. For starters, I had to convince these Chinese guys that San Diego was a true blue basketball city. It is not. San Diego is like a beautiful woman on Xanax. It doesn't need sports. It's beautiful. Also, it's on Xanax. But whatever. A problem, but not a big problem. I got a video guy on Craigslist to doctor up some videos of Seattle fans from the 90s. He had to go through and change every jersey and poster and court to say San Diego instead of Seattle. Very difficult stuff. Also, had him edit out the rain and clouds. <laughs> guy lost his mind. Went to the top of the Coronado Bridge. I don't know if he jumped. Next, 
I had to convince these Chinese guys to actually pay for a team. And because this would mean that the league was 31 teams, they'd have to pay even more. Finally, the blowback. First, it was from Seattle. Why did you not let us have the Sonics back? Why did San Diego get the Sonics? It was kind of just general outrage until I opened my mouth. I wrote an article on the Players' Tribune telling everyone to shut up and that I don't want to live in Seattle because everyone kills themselves in Seattle and I'm from San Diego and fuck off. Before the article, no one knew I was even linked to this deal. So, <laughs> whoops. Now these Chinese guys were like, what did you make us do? We just paid $11 billion to have a team and now everyone hates us. You're a liar. Uh, whatever. So now it's me versus China, the NBA, and Seattle. But <laughs> I'm no Harrison Barnes. I'm Gus Biblowitz. I'm a legend. So what did I do? I gaslit all these motherfuckers. No one could pin me down. Any question or accusation, I responded by saying the Sonics were always from San Diego. That they were never in Seattle. I refused to quit. Soon enough, I sent two world powers and a sports league into an existential crisis. Were the Sonics ever in Seattle? Was it San Diego that got cheated out of a team? At this point, I put out an article that basically said, Guys, enough of the questions. The world is going through a lot right now. Let's just have some joy. The Sonics are back in San Diego, baby. Let's just put our heads down and play some basketball been a tough first year in San Diego. I don't think it's dramatic to say that it has been a full-blown crisis. Apparently, our owners make 100% of their money on the dark web. Also, I started taking some heat from my sweatshop from the local community and labor bureau. I mean, yeah, some of the people who were part of my crew were kids. They were all white kids, but when I tell the protesters that, it falls on deaf ears. By the time you get past all the protesters, our stadium is always empty. The people who do show up suck and aren't movie stars or anything cool. Nick Cannon is the only person who has a courtside seat, and he's such a fucking mess. We got no dancers. Our mascot is a chihuahua whose dick drags on the court. Our t-shirt cannon is just a guy with a gun who shoots it in the nosebleed sections. On top of that, we only have three actual NBA players on the team right now. Part of the Seattle-San Diego compromise was that teams did not have to give up any players to fill up the new expansion team. Out of mercy, we were given Markel Fultz and Austin Rivers. My boys. Markel Fultz was a first-round pick out of the University of Washington. Smooth shooter until his shoulder gave out on him. A lot of talk about whether he actually injured his shoulder or just didn't want to play basketball. Markel Fultz taught me that two things can be true. He does not want to play basketball, and he is definitely injured. Every night, he cries in pain when the assistants help us into our jerseys. Poor kid. But I need someone to pass me the ball. The kid just wants to be a social media influencer and sell herbal teas on Instagram. But then life happened. He became a professional basketball player. Tough break. Austin Rivers is Doc Rivers' son. Doc Rivers is a former player and now head coach of the Clippers. 
Doc and I both played together on the Spurs in 95, back when the game was for men. We'd do steroids and hang out at the Riverwalk. Austin was three at the time. Even then, he was truly unlikable. Austin grew up to play basketball, bounced around the league, ended up playing for his father on the Clippers when no one else wanted him. A couple days after the San Diego deal, I opened my front door to find a naked Austin Rivers lying in a basket, draped in Sonic's gear. There was a note stapled to his chest. Please, let my son play basketball. Signed, Doc. So I took him in. The rest of the guys on our team are either G-leaguers or guys who promised they played basketball at one point in their lives. I managed to get Steven Weber from NCIS New Orleans to sign a contract with us, and he gets some pretty healthy minutes when he's not shooting his TV show. Right now, we're 12th in the Eastern Conference. But Gus, you play on the West Coast. I know, shut up. They stuck us in that conference to fuck with us. They figured a few cross-country road trips would get us to fold. They were partly right. Steven Weber and I both stated that we'd only be playing home games. Most of the guys on the team worked day jobs, so traveling would eat into their PTO. A lot of games, it's just Austin and Markel playing two-on-five. Morale is low, so it's good to have other interests. For me, it's drinking and laser tag. UltraZone is right next to the sports arena so I can show my face in the weight room for a couple minutes, then sneak out and get a couple rounds of laser. I donated a full bar to the facility and threw down some cash for a full-time bartender. I get in, brown out, play until I'm the round leader, then split. I open the door to UltraZone. Shit's dead. Craig is working the bar and the register. Craig is 14. Craig is a stud. Plain and simple. Guy plays junior varsity lacrosse. He has a Nintendo Switch. He just got his braces off. And two girls asked him to winter formal. Two. He has a heavy pour because he has no concept of what a drink is. He's like a big brother to me. Got worried you wouldn't show up, Craig says. I ask him if his teeth are still slimy. Like a motherfucker, he says. He gets behind the bar and gets a lava flow going. You know, your tab is getting pretty big, he says. Pretty soon I'm going to be running out of bar equipment. I'm a little taken back. Tab? As soon as I ask inside my own head, I figure it out. My sweatshop boys, previously known as my entourage, probably canceled my card here too. I can't catch a break. I can't order anything on Amazon. Can't get Postmates orders. Now I can't have my laser tag. Might as well give me a real gun to blow my brains out. Through this ordeal, I found one other way to make money. It's a little dicey. I have a USB webcam that I got when I signed up for online classes at Western Governors University. I take that over to this FedEx in Hillcrest and ask them if I can use their computer. By now, they are pretty suspicious based on what comes next. I plug in the USB webcam into the computer, get on freecams.com, and do jack-off-my-penis shows for donations. The donations go to an account owned by Austin Rivers. Once I'm done jacking off, I head over to Austin Rivers' house and slap him around until he gives me the money that I earned. As soon as I pull down my pants, I have to be hard, or else I'm not gonna get hard if the FedEx guys are trying to fight me.
Also, I notice that if my dick is out and I start jacking it, it's really hard for anyone to approach me. All things considered, it's a tricky way to make some cash, but money makes the world go around. Craig gets a couple lava flows in me. No customers come in. It's Friday mid-morning. Kids are in school. When it's like this, I go against Craig. Kid must have lived a past life in Vietnam. I can't ever find him. Makes me super depressed and angry. I lose every time, but it's good practice. I'm not used to losing. I mean, yeah, I lose off the court all the time. I lost my friends, my clothing and shoe operation, married twice. Both wives blew their brains out. I mean, I guess I also lose in basketball all the time, too. Jesus, whenever Craig plays me in laser tag, I go down these really unhealthy rabbit holes. Craig and I go at it for a few hours. I never even see him. At one point, I find myself wandering around the parking lot asking strangers if they've seen a sexy teenager with a laser gun. But every round, I look up at the scoreboard and realize Craig knew where I was the whole time. I tell Craig I gotta wash up for Shabbat. He asks me if I'm playing tonight. I shrug. He says that's encouraging. Most times, I tell him to fuck off. Then he asks me whether he can expect payment for the bar tab and maybe we can get a schedule going or something. I'm starting to get weird vibes off of Craig. I say I don't know what my calendar looks like because my phone was taken from me during the time I was being stabbed. I leave Ultrazone. I'm getting pretty tired of hot-wiring bird scooters. I think maybe I can ask Austin Rivers if he would want to open a joint checking account or something so I can get a debit card again. Before I even finish the thought, I throw it away. Austin would never be caught in public with me, let alone be seen with me at a bank. I'm embarrassing. I'm taking myself back to the YMCA so I can get cleaned up for Shabbat. I haven't gone to Shabbat in a while. It's a hike from southeast San Diego to Rancho Bernardo on a bird scooter. Even when I had a car and was living in Rancho Santa Fe, it was tough. Also, Shabbat is boring. My family is boring. Shoveling shitty brisket into our faces while pretending to care about each other? Enough. But like I said, it's been a while. I could shower up, steal some work clothes from some nine-to-fiver trying to get a sweat in. I ran out of quarters, so I may have to throw some poor schmuck out of his shower stall so I can lather up. Hometown kid. Never gets to be the hometown hero. Shame. The YMCA always smells like ball sack and pussy. I love it. It means the work is getting put in. I remember back in my college days at BYU when my head coach Liddell Anderson would scream at us. Until I can smell your dick meat, we don't get off this court. <laughs> Old Liddell. I make my way to the locker room past the courts. Bouncers are blocking the entrance to the court. I don't want to play, so I don't give a fuck, but still. I ask one of the bouncers who's on the court. Wouldn't you like to know? I use my eight-foot wingspan to practically kill this bouncer with a straight right punch to his face. I would like to know. Once his body drops, I get a clean look at who's taking shots. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Mellow! A soft-looking guy in a hoodie turns around. Sure enough, in my gym, the long two-point king is clanking jumpers. I was Carmelo Anthony's vet in Denver. 
I remember him coming to the team. Bummed. No pussy in Denver. No bottle service in Denver. I took him in. Taught him that pussy and bottle service was a state of mind. All that is everywhere. If you're truly about that life, you'll put in the time to find it. Because it can be found. We tore Denver up. Most nights it was impossible to tell where Mello started and I began. By that I mean we ended up fucking each other a lot. I got traded about a year in when the stench of both Mello and I was too much to bear. Mello went on to support Obama, do good shit in the community, kept his partying ways a little more under wraps. So yeah, we drifted apart. But here he was. His face was filled out. His arms jiggled on every jumper. I had my mellow back, but I played cool. Is that a jump shot or a late-term abortion? <laughs> mellow smiles. Fat or not, his smile is perfect. What kind of jumping do you do these days? He points at my gout foot. I blush. Is it that noticeable, I ask? He raises his eyebrows. I shrug. Father Time is undefeated, I say. He laughs. Well, you're not making it any harder for him. He hits the him part hard to remind me that God is, in fact, a man. What are you doing in my city? Are you taking up surfing? I got a tryout. Sonic's called me in. I get excited, but also confused. Why didn't the Sonics run it by me? They should be running everything by me. Well... You know I'm going to have the last word on this, right? I say. Mello nods. I'm going to need to see what kind of player I'm getting. Mello laughs. Are you going to run drills with me? No, dipshit. I couldn't give a fuck about what kind of basketball game you have left in you. Meet me at Pacers Strip Club. 2 a.m. No entourage. Shit, man. My tryout's at 9 a.m. Perfect then they'll know exactly what they are getting. I pick a ball up off the rack and shoot it. Major air ball. Super embarrassing. I walk off the court and into the locker room, leaving Mello all by himself. I undress. Everything hurts. My gout foot feels like it's rotting and on fire. Rotting dead flesh. I can't reach my feet because my gut is in the way, so I'm forced to pry my shoes off without my hands. 54 years old, and I'm ready to be taken out to the woods and shot. But here I am, still playing professional basketball. Why? Money. End of discussion. You make a lot more money as a player than you do not as a player. Some players go on to make something bigger of themselves after the game, but I won't. I won't have a front office job. I don't even know all the positions on the basketball court. All I know is my position. I'm a player. Nothing more, nothing less. I mean, the sweatshop stuff is really just a hobby. When my game dies, I die. Right now, my game has got a bullet in one kidney and the other kidney is on the dark web about to be sold. I'm close to being a goner. I'm too tired and sad to fight someone out of the shower. I stand in the corner and ask a stranger to splash water on my naked body. I get out, steal some clothes. They barely fit. I leave the YMCA, 
Find another bird scooter to ride up to Rancho Bernardo. You did it. Episode two. In the books. Uh, If you like it, please, again, like, subscribe, write a review, five stars, whatever you need to do uh, to show appreciation. It is very much appreciated. Uh, Also, I have a website, keithjameswrites.com. You can check that out. Uh, There's a bunch of essays on there. Well, not a bunch yet. Uh, There will be. Um, There's also the Super Friends podcast, which I host, uh, is also on there. Uh, But again, thank you so much. And uh, stay tuned for next week, uh, episode three of Gus Biblowitz, Basketball Legend.